You can take everything I have You can break everything I am Like I'm made of glass Like I'm made of paper Go on and try to tear me down I will be rising from the ground Like a skyscraper Like a skyscraper Hi everyone, welcome to episode 13, let me double check, it's been a minute, yeah, episode 13 of From Daddy With Love, I know it's been like a hot minute, at least a month, let me explain myself, y'all, oh, I'm now on um, Spotify, hey all you Spotify listeners, I'm on every service now I believe besides Google Play, which is disgusting and gross, I don't support Google, they can suck a dick, and I think... Pandora, but I don't even know if they do podcasts. Like, what the fuck? P- Pandora is so dead to me. I, does anyone even use Pandora? Like, it used to be hot, like, a couple years ago when I was in high school. I remember they used to have the oh, 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 O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Yeah. Commercial. I used to hear it all the time. But now I'm an Apple Music babe. I'm obsessed with Apple Music. Like, some people hate it, but I love it. Like, I think it's just so convenient. You can find any song. You can now search lyrics. Like, it, it is just the OG dope bitch. So you're probably like, Poppy, why haven't you done a podcast? I have. I have recorded them, like, on Thursdays, like I normally do. But um, I have been so shit-faced the next morning, hungover. It has been unreal. Like, the first week we went to Dom black party at Coleman's that's like the Irish bar area and I got literally trashed I we went penny after I don't remember it the second week um we just got trashed at shark it's like embarrassing I sound like I'm like like a some 18 year old kid I need to grow up so this week I was like I'm not going out I'm just chilling we're watching the four we'll smoke a couple of blunts have a glass of wine maybe two maybe three I don't know but we're not leaving the house and we're not wasting money and I was proud of myself. I was proud of that decision. I'm really hardcore trying to chill with, like, drinking um, all the time. It's not a cute look. I was going out a lot with my girlies, and we're like, summertime, ooh, summertime, let's get trashed. But it's like, ooh, I'm broke, ooh, I'm broke, let's not get trashed. That's why I'm a box of wine, bitch. $14, lasts me two weeks. It's amazing, it's yummy, it's good boxed wine speaking of boxed wine um oh my god this story is so embarrassing if you haven't checked out my site last um this monday i wrote an article about what happened last saturday this is an emotional story for me because it in it's an embarrassing story and i hate like being embarrassed like i hate being embarrassed by actions i can't control you feel me so basically what happened was my girly lexi was her birthday and we all got a room at the casino two to be exact Sorry, I just woke up. I'm recording this like at 8 in the morning because I was like, I am not, not doing a podcast this week. I'm like, my views have been going up. So I have to. It's so disrespectful, even though it's probably just me, my mom, and my dad listening to these. My mom and my dad need something to listen to on their way to work. <laughs> so basically, we went to the casino. And like, I worked till 5 on Saturday. So I was like, okay, like, what are we going to go after? Should I go home? Should we nap? Like, no, go right from work. So I go right from work. 
join the open view. It's about a 30-minute drive, you know, loving it. I pull up, I refresh myself, and then I'm like, wait, how am I going to sneak this box of wine in? Because you can't bring outside alcohol, and I am not buying drinks at the casino. I'll buy one or two, and that's it. Y'all know me. I'm a frugal-ass bitch. So... I literally go and I'm like that bitch. I'm like the mom, Mrs. Hack from the middle. I love the middle. That was so geeked. Anyway, so I go inside and um, I'm like, oh, shit. How am I going to bring this box of wine? And I only had like a hoodie and a few pair of clothes. So I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So I put. Oh, my God. I need to wake myself up. I need to awake and bake. So I put the box of wine in my hoodie and I start to walk with it and I'm like oh my god this looks like a fucking bomb like if I was Middle Eastern they definitely would have pulled me over so I go back to the car I take the bag of wine out of the box and I put only the bag in my hoodie so I'm carrying it around like that literally again like I have a fucking bomb it's so shady but I'm like whatever so I'm going through the casino I go to the um, hotel lobby now there's two hotel lobbies there's the basic bitch one and then there's the classy bitch one the lodge i assume i mean the tower i assumed that we were in the basic bitch one not the tower boy was i wrong so i go to the basic bitch one i'm waiting i'm like morgan where are you where are you finally she goes i'm here where are you i go bitch no you're not and she goes matt are you at the tower i'm like fuck so i had to go through the whole fucking casino again with a goddamn bag of wine in my fucking coat looking like a fucking unabomber it was so embarrassing finally i get my girl we go up to the room by the time I'm at the casino and, like, we're all settled in the room, it's, like, 6.30. So they're, like, okay, let's start drinking. And I'm, like, 6.30 to fuck? Like, this ain't no fucking tailgate football game. No. This is the casino. Holy shit. Why am I yawning so much? Let me have a sip of my coffee. My God. Amor mia. I have this new Reese's Pieces Better Cup. You mess it with me, I'll mess you up. Coffee creamer. It's so good. <sighs> Anyhow. I'm like, guys, maybe we should take a nap. Like, this is just way too early to start drinking to go to the bar, I mean, the clubs and the bars. They're like, no, you pussy, start fucking drinking. So I'm having a glass of wine. They're giving me shots. Glass of wine shots. It's one-off, one-off, one-off. Finally, we're getting pretty tipsy. Then security comes because we're dancing to music, and they're being mad cool about it. They're like, just lower the temperature down, and you can't have outside alcohol, so dump it, a.k.a. hide it. So... <coughs> <coughs> That should have been her sign to, like, fucking chill. But again, we don't listen for some reason, so we didn't fucking chill. We went about our business and continued to party. Then finally, we go down to the um, lava. Now, lava, there's, like, about four clubs. There's lava, tin rooster, the gig, and then the turquoise lounge or some shit. I don't even fucking know what that one is. So we go to lava first. Now, because of sexism, guys have to pay $15 before 11. Girls are free. I go, what happens if I identify as a chick and I have a pussy? Meow, meow. They go, you can go talk to the manager or you can pay double. And I'm like, oh, my God, whatever, bitches. So because of sexism, I had to pay $15. You know there's going to be a lawsuit over that shit. Within a year or two, someone, some dude who identifies as a girl is going to have to pay the cover. And they're going to sue. So... I go inside and we're dancing. We're having a good old time. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. Like, it was just mad fun. And then all of a sudden, me and my girl Lulu, who I'm dancing with, look around and we're like, wait, where the fuck is everyone? Everyone left. So I'm like, okay, we can't be around these ugly um, bachelorette party bitches because that's a bad look for us. 
So I'm like, Lulu, let's go. So me and Lulu are trashed. Like, anytime we have a party, anytime we go out, Lulu's always down to dance with me. No matter how crazy or intense it is. Like, because I'm that intense of a dancer. So we love it. So we go inside. Um, we go outside to find everyone. And everyone is, like, chilling out. And they're like, yo, we're going to go to the Tin Rooster. Tin Rooster is a country club. I don't remember anything after meeting up with everyone. I barely remember that. I remember walking into the Tin Rooster, but I could have swore we all walked back out because it was dead or something. No, that's not what happened. But I'll tell you what really happened after this. So in my mind, we walked into the Tin Rooster, we left, we went about our business to go back to the room. It's about like 11, 11.30 right now, so... Oh, my God, this is so trashy of me to be yawning. Excuse me. Up a storm like some sleepy grandpa. So we go about our business, and I'm walking with my girly. And I barely remember this, too, but I remember meeting up a group of guys. And I'm almost positive they were just chit-chatting with me, and they're like, oh, you smell like weed, obviously. And I was like, yeah, we're about to go smoke. The fuck? And he's like, oh, it's, I want to match with you. And he was, like, kind of hot, I guess. I don't really remember him. I I remember, like, an abstract image in the my head, and I, if it's who I think it is, he was hot. But if it isn't, he was gross. So I got his number. He gave it to Poppy. So this is like, okay, you know what I mean? This could have been chill. We could have smoked, had a good time. No, instead, Daddy was trashed and went to go smoke with his other girlies, I mean, other friends, and discovered that I had no lighter. And I did have a lighter. So I was convinced that this motherfucker stole my lighter. I blew his phone up. I kid you not. I sent him the most fucked up messages. Like, literally nonstop. Like, dude, where the fuck's my lighter? I'll fucking kick your ass. You see who the fuck I'm with? Those other group of bitches and one dude. What were we going to do? That was a whole group of guys. Like, at least five or six. So, yeah, I literally blew this random dude up, embarrassing myself, sent him the most cringeworthy text, threatening to kick him ass over a $1.29 lighter. Finally, my friend said that we called him nonstop. We got a hold of him. He goes, I don't have your fucking lighter. What's your fucking deal? Yeah, I was embarrassed. So I literally, me and my girlies went about our business. We found a group of girls who had lighters, and then I disappeared with them. My friends finally found me, and they're like, dude, you literally ran off with those bitches. Like, they were straight, straight trash. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, guys. So we go back to the room, and we go to sleep. I wake up the next morning because I have work, and I am just, like, literally crying, like, wanting to kill myself because I'm that hungover. So first thing, first thing I do is I check... Um, my Instagram stories. I'm embarrassed. There's mad embarrassing ones about me like trash, bitching about those kids and the fucking goddamn lighter, a dollar twenty nine lighter. I'm so freaking out about. So I immediately deleted every single one of those Instagram stories. And I went through my text and I had no embarrassing text besides to that fucking kid. So I was like, you know what? Okay, whatever. Like, if that's the worst, that's the worst. So I go I go about my business, I go to work, I throw up multiple times, I wanna cry, I wanna die. And then I call it a day, but then at about noon, my girly, little hot dog 16, FaceTimes me, and she's like, oh my god, I can't believe about last night, and I'm like, yeah, we're just talking about it, and she's like, can you believe Audra's Snapchat story, and I'm like, no, what isn't, she goes, Matt, you have to see it, it's so funny, and I'm like, oh, what isn't, she goes, Matt, it's you, and I'm like, wait, what do you mean, and she's like, Matt, you haven't seen her Snapchat story, I go, no, and she goes, it's when you were on stage, I go, on stage where, Lava? She goes, no, Daddy, you stage at Tin Rooster. I go, I was not at stage at Tin Rooster. I would have remembered that. And she goes, go look at Audra's snap. So I go pull up Audra's snap. 
I literally wanted to cry. It was me on stage dancing like a fucking fool. And I grabbed the mic and I'm like singing into it. And then they fucking ripped the mic from me and they dragged me off stage. There's cheers up. There's looks of happiness and there's looks of fuck this kid. Literally, it was the most embarrassing thing. Well, besides those text messages to that kid. That kid is probably chilling with his friends the next day and was like, yeah, we went to the casino. Look at these fucking text messages from this kid. I am terrified those texts will end up on like fucking a meme page like oh what happens when people take your lighters all the time like it was so embarrassing i think like i i don't even know what to think i'm like literally scarred from the night um but yeah that video was so embarrassing and then i'm like oh my god wait that was on snapchat let me i don't use snapchat anymore because it said to me but let me check snapchat so i go into snapchat mad embarrassing snaps i deleted them i i am not even kidding you i was like i am done drinking like that for a hot man the problem was is the mix of tito's shots and cheap box wine i i i am just like literally disgusted that i allowed myself to get like that and i just don't understand why because it's not a cute look on anyone it's kind of pathetic and embarrassing so there's that um but other than that, it's been, like, a pretty normal, chill week. Besides Saturday, I was really, like, hungover for two days. I, I didn't fully recover until Monday. And some of my friends couldn't understand that. They wanted to hang out. And I'm like, bitch, I am trying to recover. I am trying to not cry myself to sleep. I am literally so disappointed. So, anyways, so... Yeah, there's that shit show of a fucking embarrassing story. I'm just so done with that. I don't even, like... I want to put it in the past. But what I do want to talk about is my new book, um, Bad Blood. I just finished it. I am obsessed. So I love true stories. I love history, obviously. I love all that shit. So my cousins from California were in town. And we were just talking about, like, books, politics, Wall Street. And then somehow Theranos got brought up. Theranos, whatever. I don't even fucking know what it is. So, a lot of people don't know them, but basically, back in, I think, 2005, 2006 is when it started. I could be wrong. You know me. Or maybe 2009. That sounds familiar. Anyways, so, this girl, Elizabeth Holmes, started this. She dropped out of Stanford and started this company. She wanted to revolutionize the blood, the blood testing industry. She wanted to make, like, these small devices, like, the size of, like, a Blu-ray player that you can inject your... You can prick yourself, put it on a little credit card reader or a small little nanotech i don't nanotainer i don't even fucking know and you put it into the machine and the machine will um, analyze it for different diseases drugs it will tell you if your medicine is working good like this could have been groundbreaking and basically this whole book is about how this one girl fucking was able to literally was able to fucking con mad people Henry Kissinger, fucking the former Secretary of the State, that shithole. Mad Dog James Mattis. Um, Mad Dog Mattis, I think it is. James Mattis, is that right? Um, mad bitches. Fucking um, Rupert Murdoch invested in it. And the reason why it got brought up is because even my cousin's investment company invested in this. Venture capitalist company. Yeah, so this one gets close to home. So basically, the book is all about how... Um, this girl was able to, like, she she had the idea, she had the vision, but she did not have the technology. And basically, she was so worried about, like, people taking her idea, people, I don't know, hogwash. And also, she was a girl, you know? This is a man's world, and she would have been the first self-made rich billionaire. Like, there's been other um, um, CEOs of 
like companies like I think um, Carly Fiorino, that bitch who ran for um, president, she was HP. You have Mayor Elizabeth Mayor. Maybe it's not Elizabeth Mayor, but that girl who ran Yahoo, um, and she was very smart, but she was very controlling. And then you had Elizabeth Holmes, and like she was like a wannabe Steve Jobs, always wore turtlenecks. Like, but basically, like she just literally isolated each division no one can talk to each other so you have people trying to make this thing called the um, Edson and then the mini lab to analyze blood and they both were fucking shit they were nothing so instead of like taking a break and saying yeah we need to figure out what we're doing or hiring the right people or I don't know maybe actually letting people talk to each other and work together as a team she um, literally made it even more secretive she lied she would rig the devices to make it seem like they were working like mad shady shit was going down um at this place, and <coughs> we don't know who they are, but anyways, so it's like a grandpa here. No one uses the home phone. Hi, I'm trying to do a podcast here, WCF. I don't know who you are. Who? Yeah, be done. Anyways, so instead of fucking trying to make the technology work, she just lied and she literally rigged it. And she's, that's literally fraud. Like, this bitch did fraud. And, like, even fraud of my cousin. How crazy is that? Like, she was saying that this um, technology was deployed in fucking Afghanistan with soldiers that it was Walgreens. Walgreens basically was, um, was building in Safeway, the grocery store. They were building these little wellness centers that you can go in, you can get your blood analyzed right then and there. You can get your test in the minutes. No. They would send your fucking test out until to the Thernos labs like this book is crazy guys if anyone wants to borrow it hit me up I already have a long list of people who want to borrow because they don't believe the story is real and I'm like no y'all this story is real but yeah obviously like a house of cards it always comes crashing down so the book's all about that her lies her how far homegirl went to cover up her lies I wonder what her future is gonna be you know what I mean like is she gonna be able to do anything after this is she gonna be able to she can't be on, on the head or a director of a private corporation, I mean, a republic or a private, I think it was, corporation for um, 10 years. That's a part of her um, deal because she was literally indicted. Um, oh, my God, here's the crazier part. So this, there's her boyfriend, her old-ass Indian boyfriend, Sonny. Sonny was the shadiest. And, like, some people want to blame Sonny for a lot of what, what happened there, but you can't blame just Sonny because Elizabeth was doing this since the get-go of the company, like... In this book, you'll realize that. But, oh, my God, I loved it. I thought this book was so good. I read it within three days. Like, I literally heard the story, I think, Sunday. And I've read it ever since. Like, I've been that obsessed with this book. It's been that good. Um, but it's just so good because it's so close to home. You know what I mean? Like, this could happen to anyone. This girl is my age. She went out there to try to build something, and I think she got in over her head, and I think she's a low-key psychopath, and that's how she dealt with it. Um, I don't know, though. Homegirl's kind of scary, but I would love to have a one-on-one interview with her and like be like, girl, don't lie, don't chill, let's smoke a blunt, let's talk. Like, Tell me what really went down. Tell me how scared you were, because she must have been losing her mind every day. Like, And it's sad, because the technology, like, the company could have been big, but... She should not have ran the company. It should have been more experienced people. But the problem was it was a private corporation. So you had no one controlling her. And the board of directors was a joke. It was literally, Henry Kissinger, what the fuck are you doing on the board of directors? But anyway, I hate him. He's such a shady bitch. I was just reading. If anyone who's a history major knows, um, Henry Kissinger is a piece of shit. He did so many fucked up um, 
shits when he was Secretary of State in like the 70s and 80s. Um, I think he had a dabble in the 60s, let's be for real. Um, Basically, he was the architect behind the Cold War. Um, He was the one who basically like was forged in a relationship with China. I heard he has a direct line to the ruler of China. He was a part of a bunch of coups overthrown. Like he was one of the reasons why we were in Vietnam forever. He's a piece of shit. Um and he was on the board of directors, but also I was reading that supposedly he told Trump that we should have closer relationships with Russia in order to isolate China. And that's basically the reverse. We became close friends with China in the seventies and eighties to isolate Russia. So it's like, wait, what the fuck? But I am afraid of China. China's really scary, in my opinion. It's like China's such a big power, and, like, we owe so much money to them. And it's like, in my opinion, Russia looks like a bunch of idiots. It's China who has the computer hacking skills. It's China who can do all this fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like, so... I don't know. It's really, really crazy. It's strange days at Blake Hosey High. But anyways, so back to the Thanos. So yeah, they're making a movie into Bad Blood. And um, Jennifer Lawrence is going to play Elizabeth Holmes. So when you look this story up, you'll be like, oh my God, she's so going to kill it. I don't know who's going to play Sonny, but I think it'll be amazing. But I told my cousin, you better. My cousin's name is in the book. That's how like dope this whole story is. He's, that's how like he's a part of it. His name is literally in the book Bad Blood. You can even go to the back of the index and search him by last name. I can't give it out. But... <coughs> So I told my cousin, I go, yo, when they ask you to sign your rights over for this movie, you better say I will, but only if my cousin can fucking play me. Yeah, my cousin is mad older than me and has gray hairs, but I'll dye my hair, and we're about the same height, and I can act older. I'll be a really good actor. We just want our money back, Elizabeth. Oh, my God, here's the craziest part. Invested $100 million. They had to sue to get at least something. Only got back $43 million. They could write it off, but still, how fucked up is that? Oh, my God. I love a good book. But now what my main topic I want to be about. Uh, Demi Lovato, girl. Girl. Like, I, I am just... The whole Demi thing is really, like, a lot of these, like... It's become an eye-opener for me. You know, like, first with Philip Seymour Hoffman a couple years ago when he OD'd off of heroin, I believe. And then this whole Demi thing, like... I have been a lifelong... I, like, just feel so guilty because it's, like, I knew people. Like, I've had family members. I've had friends I'm not close with, but I've had people I've known from high school die of heroin. And it's just, like, I've always not have... I've always, like, just judged them. And I'm like, oh, well, it's your fucking fault. You shouldn't have fucking done it. You're a fucking idiot. But then I did more research into it, and I've, like, talked to more people about it. And it's, like, it's fucked up. A lot of these kids don't think they're doing heroin. They think they're doing... Like, Molly, they think they're doing coke. They think they're doing E. Nah, baby girl. You're doing fucking fentanyl lace shit. You're doing white heroin lace shit. They're cutting this stuff with heroin, with fentanyl, to make it cheaper so they can have more of a profit. And that's what's getting these kids addicted. That's what's getting these kids fucked up. I knew someone who thought they bought coke, and it was actually, like, something laced, and they were so fucked up. Luckily, their mom's a nurse. They can calm them down. That's what's so funny about it. It's like my mom is always like, you can't smoke weed because you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what's in it. Mom, you really think drug dealers are going to go out of their way and spend more money to buy random chemicals to to dump 
our fucking weed in? Like, really? Like, that doesn't make sense. Now, Spike, yes, I can understand that. And that's the problem. That's why they need to legalize marijuana in New York and nationwide. Because I heard last week about one of my friend's brothers at a party. They were all smoking weed and ended up being weed mixed with fucking Spike, the synthetic marijuana. Her brother literally was seizure and it was so fucking bad. Like, how sick is that? You can't trust your dealer. Who the fuck can you trust? Like, and it's like, that's why we need to legalize this shit so we can actually, like, when I was in California, they test it. They make sure it's good. If you don't like it, you can go back and return it. Like, we're literally allowing people to die so the pharmaceutical companies can shove opioids down our throat, not under daddy's watch. But I just feel so hypocritical because it's like, I used to talk down about this, people. But as soon as it happened to Demi, I'm all emotional, upset about it. That's fucked up. So I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to do more. So basically, my article on Monday was about how, like, I've experimented with drugs before. I've tried Molly. I've tried Coke. I've tried shrooms. Um, Molly didn't do anything. I literally think it was baby, um, baby powder. Coke. I literally ended up in a bathroom throwing up, literally disgusting. I ran out of the bar. I ended up walking home. I lived two miles away from the bar, and this is in, like, the wintertime. I woke up at the bottom of my steps, covered in throw up. It was so fucked up. I literally could have been kidnapped. I could have been killed. I could have choked on my throw up. It was terrifying. To make God slap me in the face even harder, when I went to go put my throw up clothes, in the washer, I come back down an hour later because my parents were coming to visit me. There was fucking, I put him in the dryer. So I had throw up clothes, would throw up all over the dryer with caked on laundry detergent. I, I ruined that washing machine. I literally fucking ran upstairs and I never went downstairs again. I could not believe what I did. I was literally so scarred and so embarrassed. Like, I am just so done. Like, but anyway, so. That was my Coke story. And then when I did shrooms, my friends were like, oh, my one friend was like, oh, I have shrooms. Like, let's take some. And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, no, I'll give them to you for free. And I'm like, okay, I guess. So I ate them. You know, I love Native Americans. So I was like, okay, well, be one with nature. No, I ate these fucking shit. And literally it made me, I'm not even kidding you. So like we, we ate it and then we smoked a Dutch. So I forgot I ate it. So I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to leave. None of my friends said anything of it. I go leave. I'm on my way home. All of a sudden I hear in the back of my head, fucking crash your car and I was like wait what and I hear fucking crash your car now motherfucker and I'm like wait what like I thought it was a joke and literally there's a voice in the back of my head saying fucking crash your car think of all the fucking attention you'll get everyone will fucking love you crash your car oh my god you'll be in the hospital oh my god it was literally scary I'm not even kidding you like literally this like demon voice was telling me to crash my car there was evil laughs I was hearing little voices all throughout the car critters animals I literally luckily I, I was smart enough to pull over I hyperventilated I called my one of my friends Phil I'm like Phil you need to come fucking get me he came he got me he had to drive me back to my friend's house I was running around the car he said there was pee all over the car I literally the next day had to get the car professionally clean because there was piss everywhere and I told my mom it was from one of my friend's dogs like yeah it was that stupid oh my god I cannot believe how bad it was like so to make the story even better, um, finally, when I calm down, I go back home. My mom's, like, yelling at me, like, where have you been the past few hours? We haven't heard from you, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go to sleep. I wake up. My friend was like, yo, TT was like, you want to smoke? I'm like, yeah, I need to smoke to figure out what the fuck just happened. So we go to smoke, and we get pretty high. I go home. It's, like, midnight. I didn't think anyone would be up. 
no, my parents were up and they said I smelled like weed. They saw my eyes were bloodshot. I go, I was on a walk. I was on a walk. My mom was like literally crying saying, you smoke weed. Like literally having a mental breakdown. And I'm like, oh my God. So those are my two karmas for that. Haven't touched either since. Thank you. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, one time I did another line of Coke and this was like two years ago. And like, I did not like it. I have too much energy for that shit as it is. And it's just like, I know you guys are judging me and you're like, you're fucking trash, Matt. But I know mad professional um, college basketball players and lacrosse players and football players, they all do coke. People on Wall Street, actors, they all do coke. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm better. Like, I'm not trying to justify my actions, but it's like, don't judge me, bitch. Judge them. But a lot of people do coke because, like, a lot of professional people do it who, like, get drug tested and stuff because it's out of your system within two days. Like, how fucked up is that? Um, The whole system is a scam against black people because they know black people smoke weed. They know that these drug tests weeds in your system for 30 days. So they know that people, like white people can afford coke and they do those drugs. They know black people smoke weed. So it's racist. Anyways, so yeah, I will never like touch either of those again. I'm, I know you're going to punch me in the face, but I would like to do shrooms at least once again in the right settings because I read a lot about like Native American culture with them and it sounds cool, but the one, the two things I'll never do obviously is acid and LSD. I've been offered that a couple times and no, I've been terrified. I'm like terrified of it. Like I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to see, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do. And actually I know a few people who have taken it and they're like, oh, ever since I've taken it, I don't view sex the same. Like, and, like, they started hitting daddy up when they were straight before. So it's, like, what, acid and LSD made you gay? The fuck? Like, so confusing. But anyways, I'll have fun with it. I'll roll with that. I'll add it to my memoir. But, yeah, so back to Demi. So I've been a Demi fan since literally, I kid you not, I remember when Camp Rock first came out. And then she came out with a show called Sunny with a Chance. And then she had her music. And then Camp Rock 2. And then they were still filming something with a chance. And then she was on tour with the Jonas Brothers. And then something happened. Something happened where they canceled the show. I mean, they canceled the, the tour. They put the show on hiatus. They weren't doing Camp Rock 3. And people were like, wait, this, this is confusing. I don't understand why. And then, like, it was later. This is before pre-internet, pre-rumors, like, all that stuff. So finally, it was eventually leaked out that, like, and then Demi did a documentary about her addiction problems. And it came out that, um, excuse me. She was addicted to drugs and, like, was drinking a lot and was bulimic, cutting herself, like, hardcore. And, like, one of her backup dancers confronted her on it and Demi whipped her ass, like, literally beat the fuck out of her. And, like, it was a huge thing. Like, Demi had to go to um, rehab, anger management. Like, they canceled her show, but they brought it back without her. Just called instead of sitting with a chance, it was called So Random. Like, I know, So Random. But, yeah, so then ever since then, like, Demi, like, oh, my God, she came out with Skyscraper. This album, I kid you not, like, I still listen to it really. Like I'm made of paper. Go on and try to tear me down. I won't be rising from the ground like a skyscraper. Like, and Demi made it like, like, she went about her business, did her career, but she let people know about her struggles. She let people know about her past. And that's what we need to do. We have to stop covering up. We have to stop acting like we didn't go through this shit. Like, we need to, like, I, okay, so there's this one kid I grew up with, and I never went to school with him, but I knew him from, like, sports and stuff. And one day he came back to my friends after downtown, and he was talking, like, we all just talking about, like, addiction. And he started talking about how he used to be addicted to heroin. It was the most intense story ever. Like, it was so sad. Tears in my eyes. Like, stealing from his family. His family abandoned him. 
finally he was caught stealing and like he had to go to court. His family like was there. It was really emotional. And he's like telling us all this while he's doing a line of coke. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought you never mind. Not my place, not my business. But he was really emotional. But, but see, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like addiction hits everyone. It doesn't addiction's not racist. Addiction's the only thing not racist. It's the only thing not classist. It's the only thing that's not based on income. It affects everyone. And it's like annoying because it's like and I'm a part of the problem. It's like before it was poor people who were only addicted to heroin. And now since like celebrities are dying with it, like I guess Demi was on meth, which is even crazier. But um, still, like, I am just literally jaw-dropped at, like, the whole thing. But so, yeah, so Demi made it her mission to, like, talk about, like, her struggles, to, like, let people know. She made, and then all of a sudden she came out, and she was good for six years, and then she just came out with a song called Sober. Now, I, this blog I foul, and it's, like, really crazy celebrity gossip. You have to pick and choose was saying, you have to pick and choose what you believe, was saying that she was addicted to drugs again. But I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then she was hanging out with g Easy, and that he's a druggie. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then this came out. She came out with a song, Sober, which is so sad. It's about her relapsing. And then, like, all of a sudden, in a couple of days, I get a notification that she fucking OD'd on either... They thought it was heroin at first, but now it was meth. Like, oh, my God, I had chills. I had chills. And then I go on social media and I see the fucked up jokes people are making. And it's like, y'all know me. I have fucked up humor, fucked up jokes. But about fucking a girl who just almost OD, I mean, who OD'd and almost died on heroin, you're joking around about. I bet those people want to be making those fucking jokes if she did die. No, they're that sick in the fucking hat. And it's like, I don't get it. It's so cruel. It's like this whole fucking James Gunn thing. It's like, okay, do I think that people should have the actions based, like, people should be judged upon the actions they did 10 years ago no but this dude was like what 20 and 30 at this time and he's making jokes not one not two not three but multiple jokes about young kids being raped and molested i'm sorry but that's confusing and that's really weird to me and it's like okay maybe one or two okay but multiple like dozens i think there was hundreds of tweets like it was really weird and i'm like Okay, this is bizarre. Like, what? Like, I just can't believe the humor these days. So, like, I obviously went through my Twitter since 2009, and it literally took four days to go through because I had so many tweets. And I had a lot of stupid fucking jokes, too. Like, I had no jokes like that, but I had, like, probably, like, offensive jokes about transgender people. And, like, ever since I watched the show Pose, which I'm obsessed with, um, I'll talk about it after this real quick. I've been really viewing differently about transgender people. I just feel so guilty about, like, all the fucked up rude shit I've said, you know? But let me finish the Demi thing, and then we'll go into post. Long story short about Demi, I really hope she pulls through. I think she will. I hope that whoever around her is influencing her again literally goes chokes. I hope she gets the help she deserves because she's the role model America needs. You know what I mean? Like, she is a good girl. Yeah, she's nice. She's down to earth. Like, she doesn't care what people think about her, like... And it's just so sad. You know what I mean? It's just so sad. Like, I really hope she pulls through because her music is dope. I love, gonna give you a heart a break. Remember I did Daddy Issues as my theme song, like, one of the weeks for my intro? Like, oh, my God, guys. We all know I love Demi, but I don't know. It's, the whole thing really, really, really makes me emotional. I um, mean, yeah, let me go to Pose real quick because this is, I'm in, like, a rant for 34 minutes. Okay, Pose is this new Ryan Murphy show, and it just finished its eight episodes. Like, they renewed for season two. I'm obsessed. So, basically, it's about transgender and, and gay, like, all those people living in the 80s, and they had this thing called the ballroom scene where, like, they would have, like, these huge ballrooms where you would dress up, you would win prizes for best dress. Like, it was basically, like, 
the sassy gay version of Miss America, but even better. And the outfits were legit. Like, I kid you not, as soon as I watched the first episode, I was enamored with the show. I was obsessed with the show. The music, like, they have Tina Turner, they have Janet, they have, like, oh my God, Whitney. Like, they have, like, all these amazing music from the 80s. And, like, I'm obsessed with that. And so there's this main character, Blanca, and it's all about her, her struggles, like, her dealing with, um, like, just everything of being a young transgender black girl in New York City and think about it it's not like today's day and age like yeah they're getting shit nowadays but they got way worse shit and like what's cool about it is like basically so there was like one drag mom who was called the mother and she would take all these kids in and um Blanca finally leaves her mother, Electra Abundance. She's the boss bitch of the show. I fucking love her. And she starts her own house. And, like, she brings in this young black kid. And, like, oh, my God, it's emotional. Like, the young black kid's kicked out of his house because he's gay. And it's just, like, what I like about the show is it's not, like, just shoving gay in your face. You know what I mean? It's just casual. You know what I mean? It's a show about people, real ish- young people, real issues, real struggles, who just happen to be transgender and gay. And, like, I think that's what's so great about it is... These actors are actually transgender. You know what I mean? They are actually who they are. It's not like just random people. It's not random straight people. And I know this is going to sound so corny because I make fun of that stuff. Like, oh, like the whole um, Scarlett Johansson wasn't able to play, wanted to play this guy who was a girl. I don't even fucking know. And there was all the backlash. But like, I am so happy that they actually use real transgender people in the show because. It really makes it really hits close to home, you know what I mean? Because this is real shit these people experience. And like the saddest episode ever, like I don't want to ruin the show for you guys because I really want you to watch it. It's on FX. It's amazing. It's good. It's, there's drama. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Evan Peters is in it and he plays like a straight married guy who low-key has a thing for transgender people and starts hooking up with one. Like it's amazing. But the episode that really sealed the deal for the show and really like made it tied to me was the fucking episode of mother's day i kid you not i've never cried so hard before so basically like um blanca without reading the episode too much blanca's parents obviously because like like how she's transgender and stuff don't fucks with her don't want to deal with her so she hasn't seen her mother or father in years well she just found out her mother's her mother died so she goes to the funeral and she finds out that her mother told everyone that she's dead because she's transgender and like no one in the family fucks with her everyone's so mean besides one aunt one aunt is really nice and i kid you not like that made me really upset and sad but the worst part is and i literally i'm like tearing up thinking about it was at the end of the episode because blanca loved cooking with her mom when she was younger so they did a flashback to when blanca was younger and was a boy and she's cooking with her mom and her mom's so sweet and so adorable and like they're all like having a good time and her mom goes oh i love you whatever the name was and then she goes mommy um will you love me forever and the mom goes oh i will always love you no matter what nothing can change i literally oh my god because you know that the mom hates her died hating her told everyone that she was dead like i i literally i bawled my eyes out i bawled my eyes out it was the saddest thing i've ever seen like the actresses on this show are unreal like you you guys, you have to watch this show. I know you guys think I'm just ranting and raving, but I'm being for real. This show is fucking legit. Oh, my God, 38 minutes. I got to go, though. I'm going to do a whole article about it because I'm that obsessed. But um, thank you, guys. I'm sorry for this, like, month hiatus. Daddy was out doing the most, trying to find a sugar daddy downtown, and it didn't work out, so he's chilling on the drinking end. Everyone's like, oh, my God, we got to go out. We got to find people. We got to find boys, boys, boys. No. They will come, you. The people who go out every night thirsty, trying to find dates, it don't work. They end up looking pathetic and desperate. 
you gotta let the boys come to you because everything happens for a reason is my opinion okay who am i fucking dr phil i need to fucking chill it's way too early in the morning for this thanks for checking in on me y'all from daddy with love this is me matt from sirduchess.com check me out and any more topics any you want to chit chat you an addict and you want someone to talk to about it sirduchess at icloud.com message me i never sleep guys love you